Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com. Click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option, or you can give by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. This weekend, Pastor Neil is launching part two of his message series on the Gospel of Mark called All Things New. With this new message series, three types of group life will be offered, growth groups, prayer groups, and at-home worship. Experience your own spiritual blessing by joining one of these groups either in person or by Zoom. To sign up or learn more, contact Barbara Waite. Stonebridge is partnering with Vitalin, formerly known as United Blood Services, for two blood drives coming this October. There's a real need right now for blood donations and you can be a part of the solution. To make an appointment, please call the number or visit the website on the screen. We are excited to launch a new Facebook page for Stonebridge Women. Right now, more than ever, we have an opportunity to be creative and find new ways of building relationships and staying connected. Join our women's Facebook page today. All women are welcome. Check the screen for the link to join. We would love to know that you're participating in worship. Please continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecv.com. Or if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Online Worship. My name is Stephanie Leedy, Director of Children's and Family Ministries. This weekend in worship, Pastor Neil begins a new series titled All Things New. And today we're focused on taking up your cross. So I thought it was appropriate that we begin today's message with words from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live now in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Again, welcome to worship. I'm getting ready to hit a bucket of balls at the driving range, and I'm trying to decide if I should get a medium bucket or a large bucket. Seems like a large bucket's too big a commitment to make. I don't really think I could hit that many. You know, in our culture, we really don't like making big commitments. We want to know that we can get out of a contract at any time. No commitment necessary. But Jesus asked his disciples to make the biggest commitment of all. He said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to take up your cross and follow me. If we really understood what that meant, that's a huge commitment. We're going to talk about that in the service today and in the sermon from Mark chapter 8. So I want you to think about what kind of commitment have you made to Jesus? What kind of commitment could you make? Is it a take up your cross and follow him kind of commitment?
surrender I wanna know you more I wanna know you more I surrender I surrender I wanna know you more I wanna know you more Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark chapter 8 verses 34 through 37 then Jesus called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? This is God's word to us today. Amen. Hello, Stonebridge. You know, I was thinking, we don't like to make commitments today. I mean, is there anything worse than someone coming to our door and asking us to sign up for something? Just think about what a company has to go through to get a commitment from us these days. Raise your hand if you've heard these offers. No contract. Cancel at any time. Free trial. Free delivery. Free returns. And most importantly, no commitment necessary. You know, our technology pretty much eliminates our need for long-term commitments. Let me set up an example that's going to lead us to looking at the expedition of Lewis and Clark. First, let me imagine for us that we live in St. Louis, Missouri, and our employers send us to Portland, Oregon for a job. That's uh, where Lewis and Clark started from, St. Louis, Missouri, and they had to get to a fort outside Portland, Oregon. So we take a six-hour flight, and when we land, we text or call someone, uh, just to let them know we arrive, and then we check into a hotel, and we have a nice meal, and, you know, we do the job, and we fly home. We never really were out of touch with loved ones, never hungry, never uncomfortable. Our only sacrifice to be a few days away from home. No one would say that we had to make a commitment and sacrifice or risk our lives to take that trip. Now, contrast that with the very same trip made by Lewis and Clark back in 1804. They traveled from St. Louis to a fort just outside Portland. It took them two years. They walked, paddled, hiked, rode horseback for 8,000 miles. And they confronted harsh weather, unforgiving terrain, treacherous waters, injury, starvation, disease. And except for a few reports back to St. Louis, they were out of touch with anyone from the time they left to the time they got back. And no one they loved knew if they were dead or alive until basically they opened their front door the day that they returned. Everyone has said that it took that 
expedition, tremendous commitment and sacrifice at the risk of their lives to accomplish what they did. Throughout history, choices have meant commitment. Now, I couldn't find any advertisement for Lewis and Clark recruiting members for their expedition, but here's one from Ernest Shackleton for his expedition to the South Pole. The ad says this, Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return doubtful, honor, recognition, and event of success. <laughs> now, with a minor, a uh, couple minor adjustments, Lewis and Clark could have written the same kind of ad in the local St. Louis newspaper. In a world where people often had uh, to make big sacrificial commitments, we might think that hearing Jesus's challenge uh, to people to follow him would seem pretty normal. But I'd say that even in a world familiar and uh, to, with commitment and with sacrifice, Jesus throws out a commitment that no one would have expected and no one could have imagined making. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Wow. We read this uh, knowing from our perspective that Jesus was forced to pick up and take up his own cross and carry it to Golgotha, the place of the skull, and he was crucified on it. But the people hearing it for the first time, they didn't have that perspective. That was all in their future. They only knew about the crosses that surrounded Jerusalem and were reserved for criminals and traitors to the Roman Empire. The Romans crucified so many people, it was commonplace. And when they crucified someone, their bodies were sometimes left for a long time so that their loved ones not only couldn't bury their bodies, but had to live with their loved ones' remains exposed on those crosses. And just to be clear, Jesus went on and said, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. We begin a new series today called All Things New. We have a new outdoor worship service. We're starting a new season of growth groups. We're encouraging new prayer groups and new at-home worship groups. Stonebridge is even anticipating a new senior pastor sometime soon. And all of us know how, how we do and how we be church is going to change and be all new during and after covid but mainly we're calling this series All Things New because in the Gospel of Mark, in chapter 8, the author takes a hard, sharp turn exactly halfway through his Gospel. In the first half, he reported how Jesus announced the kingdom of God is available and life can be under new management. And Jesus demonstrated what that looked like in the world and how it can make a difference in the lives of those who follow him. Now he turns his face towards Jerusalem and his ultimate destination on the cross. He begins that journey with this challenge and foreshadowing challenge that his followers are going to need to take up their crosses and follow him. They had to be asking themselves, and maybe the people next to them uh, listening to Jesus, what does he mean, take up your cross? 
we ask the same question. But remember, we do it with a culture that, all, that almost nothing requires a commitment. We're going to have an even harder time understanding his statement, much less following it. Google, uh, what does it mean to take up your cross and follow Jesus? And you're going to find a lot of articles, many of which have lots of hypothetical questions like, would you still follow Jesus if it meant losing your closest friend or losing your job or losing your life? It's really hard to answer hypothetical questions uh, like that. So I'm going to answer it in the context of Lewis and Clark. The first thing we learn from Jesus and from Lewis and Clark about Jesus's invitation is this. It's the greatest choice we can make. The greatest choice we can make. So 43 people went with Lewis and Clark on their 8,000-mile, two-year expedition. Why? It had to be, for each one of them, some combination of excitement and interest in their current situation. People don't just wake up and wonder, well, shall I have a cup of coffee and read the paper or go on a two-year adventure and trek into the unknown? People make those kinds of decisions because it's their best option their best opportunity, and their best chance to have the life they want. That's why Jesus' disciples followed him. Jesus once asked them, why didn't they walk away just as many others had? And Peter kind of threw up his hands and said, where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. It was the greatest choice any of them could have made. Now, Judas was the exception that proves the rule. Judas was in for the money and for the rebellion against the Romans. He stole money from the petty cash box that the disciples carried. And when it became clear that Jesus wasn't going to overthrow the Romans, well, Judas opted out. Now, we may not be used to making big commitments, but it's big commitments that change lives. Deciding to climb Everest, or just to run a marathon for the first time. These are big commitments that change people's lives. We are only going to make those kinds of commitments if they are the best choice we can make. And the bigger the commitment, the greater the choice has to be. I think that's why Jesus gave that particular challenge that he did. It's the biggest commitment and therefore requires the greatest choice. His challenge is an invitation. Choose me because it's the greatest choice you can ever make. There's a second thing that we learn about Jesus's challenge from the standpoint of the Lewis and Clark expedition. And it's this, we learn on the job. We learn on the job. How competent do you think those 43 expedition members were at being expedition members on their first day? Starting the expedition didn't magically make them skilled mountain men or capable boat handlers. They had to learn. They learned on the job. Every one of them was better at what they were doing a month or six months into the trip than they were when they started. How does this relate to us? Taking up our cross? Well, in its most fundamental form, this means when we take up our cross that we no longer worry about the same things others worry about. The daily elements of life 
take on less important meaning. A person who's carrying their cross is not worried about what they're going to be doing tomorrow. They aren't concerned about their bank account or the trophies on their walls or symbols of success. They have a new focus, a narrowed focus. And that sounds like a lot. Impossible, in fact, for some of the things that we need to pay attention to in our lives, things that are very important to us. And that's fair enough. We can't just dismiss them all at once. But like those explorers, we learn on the job. In fact, carrying our cross is going to take the rest of our lives. It took Jesus the rest of his life to carry his cross to the place of his death. Once he got to Golgotha, it was only a matter of hours or a day before the end came. Taking up our cross is a lifetime commitment, and we have the rest of our lives to learn how to live the crucified life. It doesn't matter how competent we are when we start. Eventually, like Lewis and Clark, we discover that everything we think we know and all the skills we thought we had for this kind of religious life, they need to be thrown away. In very real ways, taking up our cross means all things new. So, a little bit more about Lewis and Clark. It turns out that when Lewis and Clark reached the Continental Divide, they expected to find a river that would allow them to paddle easily to the Pacific Ocean. They and everyone in their expedition were expert paddlers. They assumed that maybe they might need different kinds of boats for different kinds of rivers that they might come across. But what they saw instead of a river were the Rocky Mountains, and they had to ditch their boats completely. They realized it wasn't going to do them any good to paddle harder. They had to make an adaptation, and they had to go back to their deepest core value. They were trying to discover a route to the Pacific Ocean. If they couldn't do it by boat, they would do it on foot. We learn the same lesson as followers of Jesus. The kingdom of God has different goals, different rules, different expectations. We may have been experts at being successful prior to taking up our cross, but those skills aren't the ones we need as followers of Jesus. We have to let go of some things. Some of us in our old lives were very competent at hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, dissensions. And at times we may have focused our attention on things like sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. I'm not making those things up. None of them are new. They're all spelled out for us in the book of Galatians. We're familiar with most of them. Let me encourage us to learn on the job, to take seriously the call of Jesus, to take up our cross and follow him, so that over time, all things become new. This challenge is also an opportunity for churches like Stonebridge. I am so excited for all of you, as metaphorically you are making it to the top of a rise, where you are confident you are going to see a future that looks a lot like your past, only to discover, like Lewis and Clark did, not a river, but mountains. 
It was true before COVID and it will certainly be true after COVID. You will need to go back to your core value. And just when you need to change, God is providing a new leader, a new senior pastor with new ideas, enthusiasm, and vision. For all of us and for each of us, the challenge of Jesus is the invitation of a lifetime. Don't worry if you're not very good at following him right now. You have the rest of your life to grow into it. Life in Jesus is the greatest choice we can make. After all, he went on to say, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Don't trade anything or anyone for your soul. You're going to make it. Stonebridge is going to make it. And it is going to be as breathtaking as when Lewis and Clark came around the final outcropping there in Oregon and said, the ocean is in view. Oh, the joy. This great Pacific Ocean, which we have been so long anxious to see, and the roaring made by the waves breaking on the rocky shores may be heard distinctly. Wow, what a moment. All these things may be new today, and we may each have a long way to go, but our journey as followers of Jesus will be just as exhilarating as all of that, and we won't one day hear Lewis and Clark, but Jesus saying, Well done good and faithful servants. May it be so. Amen. You came.
with us today. May Christ who calls you to take up your cross, give you strength to bear your own and one another's burdens. May Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourself, and to take up your cross and follow him. And may the blessing of our God, our creator, redeemer, and giver of life be with you always. This world will fade 
Still you're all that I need Lord of the heavens King of all days Without you my world slips away Redeemed by your mercy Consumed by your grace 